Well, here we go. Welcome to the Buck and Mike Experience. Experience sports like you never had before. Where the buck stops and the mic drops. Bam. Bam. I got my lines right without reading it. Right. First episode, I just want to note it only took seven of them for me to figure <laughs> that out. So, what a week, what a week. Everything good for you? Yeah. Yeah, it's been um, it's a weird week. I mean, there's been some movement in, in free agency, but... Other than that, there hasn't been like the the big major major splashes. Yeah, no crazy, nothing. I mean, a lot of the big names went off the board quick, and now we're just seeing some tech off one one year deals here and there. Yeah, guys. yeah, um, that's that's basically what's going on. Uh, the, I mean, the one big thing that really happened was uh, Brandon Cooks getting traded to the Cowboys, and yeah. of course Zeke getting cut. And Zeke gets cut, and then the Elijah Moore deal might play good for the pa- uh, the Browns. The Browns have done a really good job about getting receivers for. Pretty reasonable value. I mean, yeah, a second round pick for a third and more—that's not it's, bad. And if you're the Jets, you're probably coupling that pick as part of what you use to get. You're going to use to get Rodgers, yeah, because I mean, they probably they probably used more in that trade, and Green Bay was like, "I don't want him." So that's more than likely why they ended up trading him off, yeah. so that they could just go, "You know what? Here, we'll give you a second round Which, pick instead." I don't understand why you wouldn't want him. I, I don't. I think he's a good player. He is, but I think he, he might be the same exact player as Romeo Dobbs. Nah, that so makes sense. If you've already got that one player, you probably don't want to give up yeah, that kind of that draft sense. capital to get the same guy. It makes sense. I mean, if you're the Packers, I guess really you're looking you're looking or for not a slot. Give up draft capital, but yeah, but you're looking, I guess, more of like a slot kind of receiver at this point. I mean, you've got Watson and Dobbs that can work the outside for you. When healthy, would, they both look pretty good throughout the year. I would put Dobbs at slot. And I would find um, either an, an, an X or, or maybe Watson plays an X, so maybe find your your Z. But I think Dobbs should play in the slot. If he doesn't, that's fine. But you still are looking for a receiver for them. Yeah. Someone that kind of came to mind was, you know, with, with the same team in that trade, Corey Davis is expendable too. <clears throat> like, they brought in a bunch of people, and Corey Davis just really hasn't lived up to much. Yeah, like he had one good season with the, uh, with the Titans, and then he got money to to go there with the Jets, and really hasn't lived up to much. Um, he, so I mean, honestly, you'd probably get him if you're the Packers. You'd probably get him to fill the role of Lazard, who the Jets took from you yeah. anyway. So yeah. that would be kind of that big body. Can, Physical, supposed to be a physical guy, so that should play it. What do you mean, clicking a pin? My wife's gonna yell at me if she listens. Oh, <laughs> one of us pin clicks while so, we're progressing. Oh, uh, you know, while we're on this, uh, let's go ahead and talk about Zeke got cut. He's a June 1st cut, so he's not gonna be, you're not gonna see him going anywhere yeah. uh, yet. Uh, it's gonna be after the draft that you finally see him move. Uh, but you also have trade candidates like. Awesome Eckler, who is not happy. Well, he's, he's not. He's happy in yeah. with the Chargers, but he's not happy with the situation that he's not getting paid enough. Yeah, he 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 came out the other day and was like, six point two five million is just not enough for what I bring. He said, "You basically have chopped me in for sixteen touchdowns," which I mean, he yeah. has the last yeah. couple seasons. You can get that. I don't like him as much as a runner. Yeah, he's, he's a great. He's, he's not a. He's not a runner. He's a good receiver of the ball out of the backfield. He he is a strong guy, you know, from the goal line. He does have that muscular, strong frame for being as little as he is stature-wise. 
But um, I, he, I would say I, I just, he's still what twenty eight now. I think so. And, and he's had banged up stuff. He might not be missing games, but he's one of those guys that if you have a fantasy team, you're always like, why is Eckler questionable this week? What? what yeah, if, yeah. He's always got that. Yeah. It didn't keep him out of the game, but it hampered him. And if the Chargers do end up trading him, it'll be after the draft. It uh, they 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 won't be doing it before or I mean they could do it during. I don't think it would, but more than likely it would be after with the team that didn't end up getting the running back that they were hoping that they would land. Yeah, and, and you uh, still, I mean, and we're in still my opinion, I say some. that because I think the Chargers are going to end up taking Bijan with what's going on with this situation with that. So that's the only reason why I say that. If that's a team that I could see making sense to do that, a team that's got a lot of their pieces they feel in a competitive placement, so use the draft capital on a yeah. running back, and if you think he can take you to the next level or he can be what you had at a – I mean, because you're going to probably get a better runner of the ball. And that is one thing that you might knock on the Chargers offense is that they don't run the ball great. Right. As good as their passing game is, you'd think they would have a better running game than they do because you have to feel – And they, they try to address it with guys in later rounds to be able to take away what Eckler's not giving them on the ground. And none of them are really just – done anything with uh, uh, Spiller and uh, uh, Larry Roundtree. Like, they're just they're just kind of guys. I, yeah, I was going to say, Spiller isn't even that body back anyway. He's he's, more, he's, he seems like a smaller guy if I'm, in my opinion. Like, he's more of a scat kite anyway, so he's kind of like a smaller Eckler to be anyway. So, basically, basically, the other, uh, yeah, it was Isaiah Spiller. Yeah, that's right. Um, and the other one, though, is DeAndre Hopkins. So, that one's that one's steaming up. Apparently, there's some teams that are looking to trade for him. Uh, the two teams, or the three teams that I keep hearing, is New England, Kansas City, and Buffalo. I say, if you'd have asked me two weeks ago, I would have said there's no way. Like I actually said, there's no way Kansas City makes that deal. Kansas City's proven that they can win with just good to okay receivers. Like they just proved that. Yeah. But then Hardman goes to the Jets. Juju goes to New England, and those are two guys that you were counting on target share from. Like, yeah. those were guys that were in your offense. Hardman was your – I mean, you've got two other burners in the building in Moore and Kadarius Tony, but he was supposed to be and that. Yeah, and Yeah, and yeah, and Ben, Malvis, Gantley. And so, they. I mean, I still don't know that they make a move for a guy like him. I don't think so because there is money on other spots on that team. Well, but, you know, if – if you look at it, like, I don't think they're going to have to give up first. They'll end up having to give up uh, uh, at least at, or at most a second rounder. I don't, and I don't even think it's going to be a second round. I think it'll end up being, like, a third. Well, the other thing with him is, is that he's – the main reason why he's being shocked is because one of the things he's complaining about is he wants a contract, and Carter literally said, we're not going to give it to you. Like, you're, you're playing under the two-year deal. I, do the Chiefs have the money – or do they would they use the money that they have to invest in a in him on that front? I just don't see that being logical. Say this: there is no such thing, yeah, as, I, as a cap. I get there's no such thing as a cap, but there there's is such thing way as to work around it. You know, but there is such thing as putting your money into the wrong guy. I mean, and so if yeah. you if you give him fourteen million a year. And add two years onto his deal, that's money that's coming out of 
insert young player who might need to get paid when his contract comes up. Okay. Darius Tony, for example, is going into his third year now, right? Are you really going to pay him? We don't know yet. Yeah. We haven't seen what he's going to do healthy with Patrick Mahomes. Next year could be the year that changes everything for him. He's He's, never been healthy. That's true, but he's also been with the Giants where he didn't want to be. He wasn't healthy there either. Exactly. I just, I don't know. He hasn't had a healthy season. I mean, he's only been in the league two years, two, three years now. But he's never been healthy. That's, That's the knock on him. And, like, if you want to invest in him, that's fine. But you have to worry about the fact that he's probably going to miss 60%, not 60%, but like 30 to 40% of the games. Yeah. Because he's going to be hurt. He's okay. constantly with hamstring injuries. I guess, just I, constant. I guess with their offense, they it just feels like they go for the burners. Like, burner, quick, we want fast guys, in-space guys. Like, that's what they did with guys like Tyree Kill and all that. I mean, And yes. a lot of their guys they have in that role now, excluding Juju last year, most of the guys that are still on the roster right now have are those kind of guys, and so I guess Hopkins fills Juju's role as the possession that's, guy. That's what I would I would say. Like, you can't just have burners because no, yeah. the defense, like they tried that before, and the defense just sat back and was like, "All right, beat us short." Because if you if you can't beat us short, you're not going to beat us deep now. They sure. already done that, so like. Kansas City already knows you can't just have burgers. You have to have a, a, an, a, an X receiver or or someone like Juju who was really good in the slot. He was a, a little bit bigger. Yeah. Now, D-Hop is going to be an outside X receiver. Like That's what he's going to be. So you're yeah. going to have to move like Darius Toney, uh, Valdez Gantling as your slot and your Z on your other side. So, and then penciling in Scott Moore every once in a while if he ends up even being anything. Um, yeah. But with what you were saying with, with the money-wise, like, Kansas City's already proven, like, they will get rid of defensive players. Don't care, they'll get rid of them. They, yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, they've got a history of it. They got rid of Justin Houston. They got rid of D Ford. Uh, this year, they already cut flank Frank Clark. Uh, I wouldn't put it past them that in a couple of years, they they end up uh, letting Chris Jones walk. Like, they just, they have that thing about them where they're like, we'll just find somebody in the draft or we'll get some people. Like, we find these guys. And then the offense is kind of the same way. Um, like, they're really trying. They can just build around. Yeah. Like, them. they're really trying to build that off- offensive lineup now. Uh, you got rid of, or you didn't get rid of, but you didn't bring Orlando Brown back, which, which doesn't make any sense. That's. I mean, that's the contract that he took. Weird. The fact of the matter really is, weird. he acted, but, but he was offered more by the Chiefs last year, significantly more. Like, yeah. would have been the highest paid left tackle in the entirety of football history. Turns it down because I guess he thought he wanted to be the, the highest, highest player. I don't, I don't get the logic there. Only to take a guy that was an average player at one position that they're going to move to another side. Like, I, I, I don't. And yeah, with Jawan Taylor? Yeah, like it doesn't make sense. And then the Bengals turn around and go, hey, we know we need to fix our line because Joe Burrow needs to win us games. And what do they do? They go out and they get Brown for half the dot price. And then on top of that, now Jonah Williams has uh, requested a trade because he doesn't want to play right tackle. They brought in Orlando Brown to be the left tackle. He was their left tackle. 
yeah. he doesn't want to play right, so he's already requested a trade. So, <laughs> I think would it be shocking if Kansas City traded for Jonah Williams? <laughs> and then it was like, hey, Jawan Taylor, you're going to play right tackle now. <laughs> yeah, unless you sign Jawan Taylor saying that. Sorry, guys. My contact's dry now. I got to put my blue lights on. Um, unless you sign Jawan Taylor under the, the thought that, hey, you're going to be our left tackle. I mean, then you're breaking your promise to the guy that you just signed. I now mean, you're yeah, opening a whole yeah. new can of worms. So yeah, that is true. It, it could get it could get interesting. I mean, you still got uh, some pretty decent guys out there on the market. I mean, just a few names that I saw from glancing was uh, in Dockway. I mean, he's not going to be a five star guy, but he's gonna he can be a relief pass rushing guy, someone that can come in and he's not good in the run. My understanding is, but he can he'll go after the quarterback. Yeah, like, he can yeah. get you five six sacks. There's teams that need pass rushing help that bad that you could get a 28-year-old defensive end for not too bad. Then you've got Chark still on the board. That would be another guy that if they don't make that trade, DJ Chark could be a guy that could slide into the Chiefs offense. I've, said, yeah. I've seen his name there. And they've also he's still also linked to go back to the Lions. Too. Yeah, that, that's, so, that's very true. Um, which I'm surprised, so, honestly, that that hasn't happened I mean, yet. OBJ is out there. He could go. He could go to Kansas City. Did you hear the report that he wants twenty million though? I uh, think he denied that. Did he? I didn't yeah. see that because I I'm going to he say that. he's not going to get signed if he wants twenty million. Like he just needs to know that. Um, there's some defensive players there too. Rocky Sheen, corner, a decent corner, someone that come in and offer team help. Taylor Rapp is a guy that I was surprised to yeah, see so how he got signed. Yeah, he. he uh, Denied it. He did deny it? Yeah. yeah. Taylor Rapp's a guy who probably hasn't gotten signed yet. I mean, I know there's some health concerns there, right? And that one of the issues that he had with the Rams. Yeah, but yeah. It seemed like any time I was watching a Rams game, you heard his name a lot. Like, yeah, he, he was, was a guy that's so he's around the yeah. field. Like, he's yeah. around the ball. So, if he hasn't signed this late into free agency now that you're a week and a half, two weeks in. And he could be just, he could be, like, going and visiting multiple people. Which there, also there could true. be several teams but if like you're, looking at it. If you're a team that needs back-end help, like a, a team like the Bills, that'd be a great fit. Because, like, Poyer is a stud for them, but Poyer's a guy you know is going to miss two or three games. Um, and they've had some injuries on their secondary. That was part of the problem with the Bills last year, is they lost safeties. Well, they didn't have, they didn't have Tredavious Watt for... Well, that. Micah Hyde years. got hurt, and that was a... I mean, they lost secondary players yeah. like crazy... And so maybe adding an injury-prone one wouldn't be the best approach, one with a proven injury history. But if you add good football players, at least you're adding quality depth if other players are getting hurt. So, I, I mean, I don't know if that's a team guy they're looking at, but I would not want that as a Dolphin fan, when Taylor Rapp in my division. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, I would, if Dallas doesn't bring back Donovan Wilson, he's been a kind of yeah, a guy to yeah, have in that yeah, spot yeah. there. And Dallas also brought back Dante Fowler, Tack McKinley, yeah, Terrence Steele. They did a lot Clayton of. Vanderish. They did get Terrence Steele back. What yeah. was his deal? Uh, well, he's a he was a restricted free agent. Oh, so he just so, signed yeah. ten year. Yeah, and then the uh, and uh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, they traded for Stephon Gilmore. Like, uh, was that last week? That was last week. Yeah, that, that was never mind. That was never mind. But I mean, so, they, that was still a good. I'll one. say the Cowboys have made some very good like. Uh, and they brought in Ronald Jones. That so, was another one. So Rojo a, is is going to be Zeke's replacement. Which, he's a, he's a stronger um, Pollard. He's going to be a stronger than what you have in Pollard. I don't know that he's your guaranteed 
all the touches that Zeke got, I still oh, no, be no, shocked no, no, if no, Dallas no, drafts no, the guy. It's, it's, it's going to be 100%. Like, or I would say... Tony Pollard's about to get the same workload that Travis Etienne gets for the Jaguars. Probably. Yeah, like he's, like, he's about to be... Like where it is right now, I would say 70-30 Pollard, uh, depending on who the Cowboys draft in the, in, uh, in the draft. Uh, that could change, like Char- uh, Charbonnet in the second round. Uh, if they decide to go with Gibbs in the first round, um, uh, if Bijan somehow falls to them, like there, there if, are different types of situations. If Bijan falls to them, that's that Jerry Jones. Hey guys, I want to make a, I want to make this pick, and that's when everyone's got to come back, come back. Uh, if, if, <laughs> let me look at this real quick. If Bijan falls to at least twenty-two. At a minimum twenty two, I would say the Cowboys would trade up for him. Okay. Because yeah. he's to me he's a generational type player, but the NFL just doesn't value the, the running back anymore. Exactly. So and I mean, and we've seen like, that with some of the some of the names on the market getting okay deals, yeah. like they're getting contracts. Yeah. Like David Montgomery is a name among NFL teams and if you look at what he got from the Lions it was it was okay money like it was good contract but he didn't break their salary cap like we've seen some of these other running backs have done yeah and so that'll play uh we did say last week that Slay was on his way out yeah and we were gonna right. fix that Darius Slay is not on his way out because an hour after we've recorded and posted he fixed things and is staying with the Eagles now but because of that the Lions end up getting C.J. Gardner-Johnson. So it sounds like there was money, probably a discussion to get Johnson There's, back. That's what it was, yeah. And then they were like, wait, let's keep Slay. It was once, once Johnson decided he wasn't going to play there is whenever they were able to work things out with Slay. Yeah, which one year $8 million for to me for Gardner-Johnson was a steal for the Lions. Oh, yeah. I yeah. think that's a steal. Yeah. Like, that's a guy, You as the Lions, your problem was you had – your pass rush was better, but you were not – you had nothing that played the ball in the air except the other team's receivers. Like, like – they, yeah. they made a – they actually made like a splash here in free agency because they brought in uh, Cameron Sutton. We talked about it last week. We, they brought in Cameron Sutton and uh, Emmanuel Mosley. Yeah. And then they brought in C.J. Gardner-Johnson, which – Which, oh, now that I we're – secondary. As we're sitting uh, here looking at that, Taylor Rapp to the Lions, I wouldn't hate it. No, they don't, it. they don't have the space for that. They don't have the depth. When I mean, I mean, you could go hurt. depth, but they because have Gardner a, Johnson's going to be able to play at multiple levels. They have Kirby Joseph um, that they drafted last year, and then Tracy yeah. Walker's are starting free safety. Okay. So they they got they've got several good safeties. Plus, they brought in Emmanuel Mosley, which is a nickel corner. Okay, so, so they've got the positions kind of. They're working it. They, they're yeah. definitely making the moves, which is why when I go to Shreveport in a few months, my parlay bet of. Jaguars versus Lions in the Super Bowl. <laughs> I already told my wife I was putting. Like, I told her a little bit, probably about fifty bucks, even though she listens to the show. Um, so we're gonna have some fun with it. With that, throughout the night, we we're also gonna throw in our favorite team, our favorite movies for the sports. Yeah, that was yeah, Chris's yeah. question of the week he threw out yeah. to us. While we're on the sport of football, would you like to go first with your favorite football movie? I will go first, uh, and. I'm going to show my age here, um, being 37 years old. Um, my favorite football movie is a movie that I saw when I was, I don't even remember, maybe maybe 10, 11 years old when I first saw it. Um, 
it's the program. Like it's it's always been one of my favorite movies. That's college football movie. No, I don't know if I've seen that one. I'm gonna have to actually watch this movie. James Conn, he's a head coach of a college football team. Yeah, dude, it's uh-uh. I, like I can't t- I mean, you've got a, you got a linebacker that's uh, or a defensive lineman that's just like all roided out. Uh, so he's going through his stuff. Uh, Alvin huh. Alvin Mack is this generational linebacker that's going to go pro. Uh, then you have the running back who always fumbles, so he's got to carry the football all through the school and make okay, sure he doesn't Maybe fumble. I've heard of the movie, but I'm going to have to go back and watch that one because I, I don't... Joe, and, uh, the quarterback's name is Joe Kane, I think. Joe Kane, I think so. I'm going to have to look that I up. I haven't watched it in a while, but that's, it's, one of my, it's one of my favorites. Like, it's there, so good. It's I mean, so good. I have, there's a list of really good football put the, ones. Put the women and children to bed. Oh, man, I forgot the rest of the line. Oh, the no. Put the children to bed and, uh, uh, and let's go cooking or something like that. Oh, my goodness. No, I mean, uh, there's a, a list of some really good ones I thought about. Like, I remember the Titans. Um, longest Yard, either one, it really doesn't matter to me. I'll watch The Longest Yard. Um, the movie Friday Night Lights is good, but I personally like the TV show better. Um, since the question is related to movies, I'll stay with movies. Um, I'm going to go with Greater. It is a movie. It, it is the what? Brian Bullsworth story. You know who Brian Bullsworth is? As a college football guy, you ought, you ought to know that one. So Brian Bullsworth is the award given. It's the Brian Bullsworth Award is given to the best walk-on each year in Division One college football. And Brian, the Brian Bullsworth movie... Listen, if you're if you cry in movies, this is the movie to watch because it will bring you to tears. Oh, Neil McDonough. Okay. okay. I, I recommended this movie to my buddy and said, dude, you need to watch this movie the night before his wedding. And he stayed up the night before his wedding and watched it. And the next day, I'm the best man at his wedding. And he looks at me and goes, why the hell did you make me cry before my wedding, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a really good one, though. It's the, uh, it's the story of how he went from... Or his story and journey to become like he ends up making it to the NFL as a walk-on at the University of Arkansas and it was his lifelong dream and okay it's it's a really good one I I think I, I stumbled across it on accident one day and watched it and I think I watched it three times in the week after I watched it I mean maybe there's a little bit of a recency to why I like it so much but it was it was a really good one okay so all right so the quote was uh let's put the women and children to bed and go looking for dinner for effing dinner, but yeah, uh, I mean we're technically explicit, but yeah, it's only because we slip up now and then. <laughs> um, I mean, when I think of a football quote, though, I go to the TV series of Friday Night Lights, and I go, "Clear eyes, full hearts can't lose." Coach Car- or uh, was it Coach Taylor from? Uh, I never watched the TV. Show. You never watched the TV show, man. No. It's rock solid. You know Michael B. Jordan's in it. Yep. He comes in as the quarterback in the later seasons, and the it's a How, really you good know what, one. We're on it, so. TV show, favorite football TV show is Friday Night Lights. Football TV show? Ooh. Only because I don't want to Sorry to spring it on you, but... I would, say, I would say Friday Night Lights, but there would be... If I'm in a, a situation where I want... Ooh, but All-American is really good right now. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I get into some TV shows. All-American's a really good one. Um, 
But how Blue Mountain State is amazing. That's what I was going to say. That's what I was going to say, dude. Oh, hey, we got that. Blue, Blue Mountain, Mountain State. State. Easily. I cannot tell you how many times I thought, today it sucks. I need to watch something really stupid. And I turn on Blue Mountain State, and you're just like, Dad Castle. I mean, the Cowboys had Dad Castle. They still have Dad Castle. Yeah. brother, basically, in yeah. LBE. So, no. Yeah, that's a... Quality when I, those are the first three that automatically come to brain. And like, I'm still the whole reason when you started mentioning TV shows or football, I was like, Blue Mountain State. I was like, I gotta ask him TV shows. It's so, it's, it's a hilarious <laughs> show. Like, I mean, it is the farthest from appropriate. Do not try to watch that with your children, even in the house, probably. Yeah, do not. But, yeah, but hey, if you want a good laugh, watch the Drug you, Olympics episode. The which one? The, best. the Drug, Drug Olympics? Olympics? Yes, that's like Hands the fourth the episode, by the way. You don't have to wait to get into big things. The uh, Agazana? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, man. Now, I don't even know how I'm going to get back on topic with that. Now I'm just sitting here and laughing the rest of the time. All right, well, hey, let's talk about the World Baseball Classic. This is true. At WBC, we'll go from really funny to, man. The 72 hours of baseball that ensued for the two semifinal games in the final, they it, USA pretty much handled business for the most part in that first semifinal. That Mexico-Japan game, man, what a ball game. I was playing softball while it was on, and I had my coveralls on because it's kind of cold, and I put my phone right here in my coverall so I could watch the game in center field because I didn't want to miss it. I hit a, I'm, I'm running the bases listening. I got players on the other team asking for score updates. And then when in the bottom of the seventh, when, so it's, I, gotta, I have his name written down here, so, or Yoshida, the kid that the Red Sox signed. So he's 28, and five, they signed him a five, going on 29. Signed to a five-year, $90 million deal, the Red Sox did. He was their, the big offensive free agent that came out of Japan this year. Hits a three-run dinger to tie the game in the bottom of the seventh inning. And then you turn around and get to the eighth inning when Mexico comes out and throws up two more runs. And Randy Rosarena plays for the Rays. So you don't always get to hear his name because the Rays are one of those teams that are you know, low in budget, but they always have a quality team. That dude's a stud in big moments, and he ran his mouth the whole WBC, but I think he batted like 580 in the seven games. Like, he earned all rights, and his story to play for Mexico was crazy. Did you, did you know his story? He's Cuban. No. Oh, he's oh, he's really? of Cuban descent, oh, okay. and he made the Cuban huh. national team at the last WBC. And whenever Cuba was getting ready to go, they told him no, he could not play because they didn't want him to defect to America to go to Major League Baseball while he was there. And so he ended up leaving Cuba, going to Mexico. The country of Mexico brought him in with open arms. Now he's a citizen of Mexico and claims Mexican citizenship and says, Cuba wouldn't let me represent this country, so I will gladly play for Mexico. It's funny you bring that up with uh, one of the Cuban catchers defecting. And I was going to say, because the starting catcher for Cuba is the first player to ever defect. Which I will be surprised. I, I am surprised we haven't seen more players do that. I'm, I'm really surprised. It is an easy opportunity to do it. I'm sure they have some strict guidelines on it, but it's the best opportunity you're going to get that doesn't involve illegal transportation to get across the border. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I am really surprised we haven't seen more of that, but that, um, the, the eighth, the, the Going into the eighth inning or the ninth inning, though, you've got 
or the eighth inning when Mexico is going up to is up by two. The shortstop for Japan is playing with a broken pinky on his top hand. Everybody in the field knows he's laying down a bunt with runners on first and second. No out. Okay, if you don't know, in Japan during their All Star Weekend, like we do home run derbies, they actually have a bunt contest. Like they really? put they oh, I put they put wow. pads down on the ground with points like a bullseye, and they drop them down and they give these guys points. The fundamentals of baseball in Japan are ridiculously coached. And so this man walks up with two strikes and a broken pinky and lays down a bunt moving both runners successfully. Just masterful at that. Then they, then they come up and they lead the ninth inning and it, you get Otani gets a double. Yoshida comes up and he gets walked because he's hit the three-run home run and he's batting 470, leads the classic in RBIs. You don't want to pitch to him and he's Shohei's your game-winning run or game-time run on second. And the kid that comes up next is Mashu, Machusaku. I'm, I'm totally going to botch that. But they call him Baby Babe Ruth in Japan. He's 25. Ooh. He's won two MVP awards already. And yeah. literally the World Baseball Classic was the worst he's ever played. They said it's the worst baseball he's ever played. And in, against, the champ, in, against the U.S., he's the one that hit the first solo home run. And he had a huge hit late. And he put the double off the wall that scored the two runs to win the semifinal game. So if the worst game baseball he's played is a 263 hitter that hits clutch bombs, yeah, wait till he gets posted. Oh, yeah. Because the only other guy that's going to make more money than him, because Japan is just loaded with players. I mean, there are numerous Major League Baseball players that did not play for Team Japan because Japan was like, no, nah, we're good. Like, <laughs> Sa- Sasa- Sasakawi... The 21-year-old pitcher that pitched the open that he started the semifinal for uh, for Team Japan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Throwing yeah. 102 like it was nothing. Yeah. At 21, that kid's ERA at the age of 18 and uh, at the age of 19 and 20 in the Japan League right now is like a 2.01, which is I mean that's like we've said before the Japanese baseball league is literally like here's Triple A. Here's Japanese Baseball League, and here's Major League Baseball. Like, that's how universally it's seen across the sport. And this kid's throwing 102. Like, most people are saying, like, during the class, they're like, he's the best pitcher in the world that's not already in the bigs. And giving two years, he'll probably be the best pitcher in the bigs. And he's teammates with Shohei Otani, who led the, led the baseball classic in ERA and innings pitched while batting 435 and drawing 10 walks. That's nuts. Like that team is stupid. I mean, did you did you see the stat that ninety seven percent of TVs in Japan were watching Shuhei versus Mike Trout? Oh, I had posted on Facebook before the game. I I I really want to see Shohei versus Trout. And he, I I said that post knowing that I have no issues with the Japanese team. I I I wanted obviously the team USA to win the game, but. I said that post knowing that if it's going to happen, the only way it's going to happen is if the U.S. is tied or down. Like, right. you know, yeah, wait. yeah. You're not going to yeah. see Shohei come in in the ninth inning unless he's coming in to close the game out. That's just what was going to happen. And yep. especially after Darvish, who actually struggled for most of WBC. If you're the Padres, you don't feel good about that extension you just gave him. But, the, um, I mean, that, that Trout versus Otani at bat is... It's probably I, people aren't gonna realize how big of a deal that that is. 
because you're talking about probably the best player of the last generation, the last decade, his teammate, and the guy that's probably the best player we're going to see for the next decade. Yeah. And he's already been the best player in baseball probably the last two years. Like, the only reason he won MVP last year is because Judge almost broke the home run record. I mean, it's just insane what Otani's bringing. Yeah. And then he, he had his list of what he wants to achieve in life. Did you see that? No, I didn't. He wrote a, every year from the age of 18 to 41, he has listed out what he wants to do. And on the age 28, it literally says, make Team Japan WBC and win MVP. And he's 28 years old right now. Wow. Now, he also said by now he'd already... he was That was before he had to go to Japan because America wasn't letting bat. There's, that's the reason he wasn't in the big so yet, as early as he was, is he tried to go to the majors at 18. And he was like, I pitch and hit. And they said, no, you don't. This uh, is baseball. You pitch or hit. And he said, okay, watch me. And he went to Japan, and he broke baseball. And so now they're, like, letting him do both because he's too good not to. Yeah, yeah. And so it's – it'll and be – Actually, you know, what I heard was uh, Babe Ruth only did that for two years. Yes. Babe so Ruth only not, did both for two years. Yeah, and, he, and it's not like – it was, it was, uh... <laughs> Babe Ruth didn't throw 101. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, this is, the fact that he's going to have a career doing this and, is a whole, whole new life. And Ruth wasn't as, nearly as athletic as Otani is. Like, no. people don't even factor that. When you're a big guy, you don't get hurt as often because you don't move your muscles in the same way. Like, as big as, uh, Babe Ruth was... Power hitters aren't getting hurt as often. I used to be a really big dude. You got aches and pains for being a big guy, but I've taken on more injuries since I started moving faster because you push the envelope more when you're yeah. faster, oh, when yeah. you feel you're oh, more yeah. athletic. And so Otani getting a, comes up to bat and gets on first base, and they're like, he's stealing here. And it's like, this dude's 6'4", 230, and we're talking about him stealing second base like he's freaking Ricky Henderson. And they're like, well, he's that fast. Which, that plays into, we didn't get to it much, but we talked about the base, the new rules. Yeah, yeah. And there was a detail of bases that, of the new rule that we, I thought about this week. And that's that, we talked about the super bags. Someone turned the hot water on. The 18-inch bases that look like pizza boxes. You know, we talked about how big those were going to be and how that was going to change that a few weeks back. Well, there were things that weren't factored in is that that brings the bases four and a half inches closer. And with restricting the shift, limiting pickoffs, and the timers that are now in place, are we going to see Ricky Henderson again? No. Could we see 55, 60 steals out of a guy like a Cedric Mullins or a Bobby Wood Jr. or someone who is a, a burner? Absolutely. And the second most fun play in baseball is the throw down to second. Yeah. Like, it's a blast. Like, when a true bang-bang gets going... It was, it was always fun to watch. Pudge was a blast because he was so defensive-minded. I hate Yadier Molina, but I didn't, I wasn't letting nobody I'm coaching run on him. That dude was bang-bang <laughs> pop time for days. But, I mean, the only thing that was more fun to watch is an outfielder throwing a runner out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone gets all hyped about the home run, and ESPN shows the home run, and I'm like, everybody gets home runs. <laughs> Let me see you throw him out from from right field on a first to third. You ain't running on Guerrero. 
You ain't running on Mookie Betts. Yeah. You ain't yeah. running on those guys. And so those are always my favorite. That'll always be my favorite play. Otherwise, we're a week out from opening day. Next Wednesday, we'll really get to dive in because we'll know all the opening day starters, everyone. Will, oh, yeah. yeah. All that, that fun stuff. Be, we'll really be fun get, to get into. Yeah, we'll... We'll save that because it's it's not the busiest sports time we've established, so we're not trying to like run all of our content away. So, baseball movie then. All right, I'll let you go first. I already know what it is. Uh, oh. We already talked about it. Yeah, my um, movie. It's the Field of Dreams. And there's no no struggles there. Don't yeah. think about it. There's some good movies out there. There's other ones that like Major League things like that, but Field of Dreams takes the case. So, Field of Dreams is the one I chose, but because I knew. That you had all that was it, we all I, that we already went through this, so I already knew how what it meant to you. You've been there and everything. Like I, I know what it means to you, so I decided to choose something different. And uh, all right, PG baby, Hardball, great movie. That before John Wick came out, I would have told you that the only time that he ever did good acting was when he did a sports movie. Because between that and the replacements, he was just so... Shane Falco was the guy that I would name my Madden creative player for the longest time. Like, he killed it in sports movies. And, oh, I like it when you call me Big Pop. Like, all that. No, great movie. Another one that, if you're a crier, if you haven't seen it, it, it's it's gonna hit a tear. I mean, there are other good baseball ones. Like I said, I would say um, baseball probably has the most great sports movies I, in my it, it does it does there's there's a ton of them there is a ton I mean, of them i could sit off and just list them like, i mean rookie of the year rookie of the year yeah, solid man. um even on a more serious note pride of the yankees great movie that's the you're gonna get out of that one um a league of their own a, a, a damn good movie uh, 42 42, 42 is a great. really good one rest in peace city king um <laughs> Let's see. There's Eight Men Out, the story of uh, the story of the 1919 Black Sox. And, oh, you want to see a good one? That's the story of how what how Shula's show gets screwed over. Like the how what happened in that process of those that. of that team and how they threw the World Series and everything. Oh else no, 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 no. I've seen that. Oh, yeah, man, that's a really good that. one. Um, a lot of people like Bull Durham. I'm not a huge Bull Durham fan. The Sandlot, you're a criminal if you don't mention the Sandlot. I mean, that's childhood baseball right there. Uh, Moneyball is, there's a lot of details left out about that team, but the movie is good. Yeah. The natural's really good. I mean, I, you could sit and name baseball movies for the length of our show run. Like, that, oh, it's, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it is definitely, the, you, that that's, and the fact that we're both, have played a lot of baseball and softball, and like, it's part of our, choice of sports to participate in it's a little easier to gravitate to those and right. so so while we're on this because we're not really going to talk a lot about it um golf what do you want to mention about golf well let's see. <laughs> all right so before we mention that um i'm gonna pull up my golf tab here while you Mention you want to start with your movie and then I'll get into detail of sport. Yeah. Okay. So we'll go ahead and jump into the movie part of this instead of doing it at the end so that he can look some stuff up. Because um, oh yeah, because I we totally are, spaced out. We're on two weeks from the majors or the yeah. masters. There, so we, that, go. That's there we go. The 
the, there's only one weekend more popular than last weekend's NCAA tournament to, for a man to get his vasectomy. And that's the weekend of the Masters. Seriously, March and April are the two most popular months to get your a man to get his vasectomy in because he spends all weekend watching basketball or he spends all weekend watching the final round of the Masters. Oh, yeah. How was uh, the LIV uh, golf thing doing? Is that That's not doing too well, is it? it it's got – so they have their own – I know they're running their – they're running their co- channels through the um, – CW, like they're broadcasting their events there. Oh, well. They have to be doing something right because PGA Tour is starting to change rules, I've learned. The PGA oh, Tour had a problem with getting big names to be at every tournament, so people weren't watching all the tournaments. They were just watching the majors and some of the big ones. Well, now the PGA Tour has opened up bigger purses, so they're paying some of their bigger okay. golfers okay. more. Um, they are putting required events on the schedule where – you have to play in this event to qualify for this style of payday. And unless you're hurt, you, you kind of have to. And so, I mean, there's some guys that are, are doing some good things. The PGA Tour is still the king in golf. I know that Tiger and Rory are working on some kind of golf challenge. And I think there's a Netflix special that I was told I needed to watch that is a following of PGA Tour golfers and, like, what they have going on so it'll be interesting i i don't know yet how the process goes with the masters and the live golfer players though because there's still that separation because the masters is not a pga event and so like a guy like phil mickelson who is no longer a pga golfer he is a live golfer he has a lifetime card to play at augusta like you can't he can play that turn that course whenever he wants basically if he calls up and so he's automatically into that event i don't know how that plays into what they're going to do because i know there is still that rip if you do have some young talented guys like i think cam johnson um is one that he not long ago he made the transition cameron smith sorry cameron smith just made the transition to live full time so it'll there's it's interesting what's going on i know scotty scheffler and john rom are dominating things right as, as the number one and two golfers in the world. So I watch like four golf tournaments a year and I don't even watch the whole tournament. I watch Sunday and it's really like the last three holes and that's Augusta is one of them. You just, I'm going to be honest. You don't even watch that? No. I, I went to Top Golf last week and now I, I hit some really good shots so I feel obligated to watch more. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start playing more. You know, like, I'm getting back, I'm slowed down my softball play and so I need a new expensive hobby to take yeah, up my time yeah. and golf is oh, just as expensive as softball. Well, yeah, yeah well, it sure is. Yeah, you know, it's funny when my brother and I go to Top Golf, the few times that we've gone, like, we never play the games. We just try to outdrive each other. We like, went there. All we do is just see who could drive the furthest. My, my buddy took me. He said, you look like you need a, a mental health day. So he drug me out there to go to it. And I went. And I got there. And I was like, the goal is to hit as far as you want, right? And he's like, no, we're going to play these games. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to play the game some. Which I did play. I ended up winning the last. We played three games in the two hours we were there. Okay. I ended up winning the last game, like, some chips and stuff. I shanked some, but I made an adjustment that I watched on a Instagram video, and I started hitting the ball straight, 185 yards with a hybrid thing, and I was like, I'm never hitting off the tee again, because I only shank it when I hit it off the tee. I thought the tee was supposed to make your life easier. I suck off the tee. 
It's supposed to just lift it up off the ground so it's a little yeah. bit easier to... Screw that. Put the bar on the ground. I'm hitting it off that way. Like, I, I don't know Still a can't lot putt. about golf, but... Oh, man. I'm terrible at putting. I'm, All right. I'm terrible at it. So, but, let's go ahead and talk about the movie. Um, I can only think of two golf movies, so I had one that was my favorite. Okay. Well, I'll let you go first. My favorite golf movie is Happy Gilmore. Yeah. The other that's, golf movie cool. that I can think of that's actually really good is called The Greatest Game. And it's Shia LaBeouf. That was a good one. It was a, it was yeah, a solid. That's, that's it was not a, the one. I got. It was a solid golf movie. You're gonna say one that I'm gonna go. Oh, I do know that movie. Tin Cup isn't that a golf movie? Tin Cup with Kevin Costner. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Groundhog Day. Oh yeah. Not Groundhog Day. No, uh, <laughs> you say it now. I know what you're talking about. Uh, it's got that actor in it though. Yeah. Oh man, that's gonna drive how, me nuts. How are we? Um, I oh love that goodness. movie. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. <laughs> Such a good movie. Oh, I forgot all about that one. That's we're, a, going, we're going to edit so that clear, part that's, out. A, that's older than me. So. Um, all right. So mine is actually, um, you know, it stars someone that does not like you talking about his wife. Like, keep his wife's name out your mouth. Will Smith's in a golf movie? Yeah, he sure is. <laughs> he sure is. And, uh, you know, he's, he's in there with... Uh, Matt Damon, the legend of Bagger Vance. Huh? I'll have to look it up. No, really? I've oh, never man, heard of it. So good. And I like Will Smith. So he, yeah, I like Matt Damon. He just like <laughs> shows. It's it's almost it's almost Field of Dreams like in a way. So he just randomly shows up from out of the field and ends up helping Matt Damon become a really good golfer. In in a totally unsports topic related thing. How much money is the U.S. government wasted on saving Matt Damon's life? I mean, I swear every movie he's in. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, when he's stuck on Mars or something and we had to bring him back. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. The government spends a lot of money on saving Matt Damon. He's a... But he also robs he's a national casinos. <laughs> he's a national I mean, You forget about how many movies he's been in. Like, he, Oceans movies... Good Will Hunting. I just recently watched it like a year and a half ago, and that is an amazing wow. movie. That is an amazing movie. <laughs> so, well, with that, we got I, there's some basketball going on. That that will say just there's a little bit. There's a little bit a little going bit. on. The Mavs are playing right now. They're down by three as the free throw just went into the Golden State Warriors, who are the only team in the league that's except for like the two teams that are eliminated from playoff contention already. That are have only won single digit games on the road. Like the huh. Warriors are awful on the road, and no one's playing defense in this Mavs game tonight. At the score is literally ninety three to ninety, in with thirty seconds to go in the third quarter. <laughs> like they're on pace for a final score in the one twenty five range. <laughs> Luca's back tonight though, because one of my points today was talking about the Mavs health, but they got Luca back. Yeah, Kyrie's still battling some stuff. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s bet is sick, so he was out tonight. The one that people need to watch out for the Mavs is Jaden Hardy. He's still yep. got some yep. questionable like decision-making things going on, but it seems like every time I turn around, he's, he's splashing 17, 18, 19, 20 points. Well, he's going to be the next uh, Brunson. I mean, he, he was... I think he's a good case. I heard this on the radio, actually. He's a good case for why you might not want to go the G League route. Because Jaden Hardy was a top five recruit out of high school nationally and he selected to go to the G League. Now, that could go one of two ways. Playing the G League means you're playing against guys that are on the cusp of the NBA. Yeah. So that's either 
improving your game or it's the reason you're not picked in the top 10 because you're not getting the notoriety of an NCAA tournament. Because okay. yep. look at some of these guys that we're learning and seeing about in the NCAA tournament of Brandon Miller for Alabama or something like that, that when they go out and ball on the big stage, Drew Timmy's been at Gonzaga, it feels like eight years. Drew Timmy will get drafted in the second round because Drew Timmy puts up buckets when he gets Gonzaga in the tournament. Like he just does. And that's going to get him a second round pick probably. That's how Draymond Green made his life. Is he was a stud at Michigan State, and he made a name for himself in the tournament. Okay. Kimba Walker? Kimba Walker's a top 10 pick because he had the nastiest step back we've ever seen in basketball history coming in that NCAA tournament run for them. So, Jaden Hardy's been electric for the Mavs off the bench. There's Speaking of off the bench, Jaw's back. He is. Off the bench. He's coming off the bench tonight, and I... Saw an update on them a second ago, and they were winning. And I want to say he has like 18 points off the bench. This is his first game back. <laughs> first game back from suspension. I'll props to the Grizzlies. I don't think John Morant can ever win an MVP. It's going to sound crazy. But the Grizzlies, for the MVP in my eyes, the team has to be a little worse without you. The Grizzlies win when Jaw's not on the court. Like That's their last point. ten without That's him, they point. were six and four. Last year, I think they were like twenty-two and six when Job didn't play because he got hurt. I mean, I'm not saying that John Morant's not a fantastic basketball player. Take away all the other stuff that's going on, and hopefully, he, for his sake, he was able to address those issues. But like tonight, he's got twelve minutes. He scored. Okay, he's got ten points, a four assists, four rebounds. They're playing the Rockets, so it's not really like they're playing anybody. But I say that, but the Rockets beat the Lakers the other day in the, in the game the Lakers needed to have. So I, it'll it'll be good for them though to get him back because it is such a tight race. I mean, we talked about it last week. The standings across the NBA are ridiculously tight. I mean, this Mavs Lake or Golden State game literally says. Winner goes back into the play and the loser's out. (laughs) That's how close that is. If the, I want to say, if the Suns were to go on a five-game losing streak or a four-game losing streak, there's only eight games left, but a four-game losing streak's not crazy. Like, that happens. Suns lose four games in a row and the right teams win. The Suns fall out of the playoff picture altogether while Durant's not even available to play. Like, there's just, this is, it's weird saying that with two weeks left in the season, you're playing must-win basketball if you're yeah. a cuss team. The Thunder, boy, y'all making me happy and not making me look bad is the best thing y'all have done. 500 for the first time I feel like since we lost everybody good. Uh, SGA leads the league in points per game since, uh, that's Shai Gilgis Alexander, leads the league in points per game since the All-Star break. And meanwhile, Paul George is out another three weeks if you don't realize that the Clippers got fleeced by giving us SGA, you don't know. Because that young man is a star in the making. And so, that'll be it's going to be fun watching the race come down. LeBron, they think, might be back this yeah, season. Yeah, I saw that. I saw but it's only, I think it's only going to come down to how the team can do. Because you're still getting day-to-day out of Anthony Davis. I will say this. I lose more and more respect for Anthony Davis every time that he sits out of back-to-back and must win games. Like, I've never been the biggest Anthony Davis guy. I respect his skill, but I don't think that he 
I think he's kind of overrated for most of his career. He he was really he's a really good player. Yeah. But he's never been one that can win a game like in the last five minutes. He's not winning the game by himself. We've watched Joker. We've watched Giannis. Guys play the same position as him. We've watched Joel and B be able to lead their team to success as bigs. So you can't tell me, oh, it's because he's a big. But I don't know. I just we I think he's. He's never been as good to me as the media hyped him up. He, uh, the problem with him is he's a mixture of the classic big man and a little bit of the big man now. Like he's he's he isn't, and, and that's why the NBA has changed so much. It, it gotten away from them is because they're not real. Like they're he's a star, but they're not the stars. Yeah, and. I did see a great comment the other day where they interviewed him and they said, uh, "I want to, I want my Laker, my jersey to be in the Raptors of <laughs> the Lakers." Now, mind you, that at one point Laker fans were calling him street clothes, and so the pictures in the Raptors and it's Kobe and Paul Gasol, and then it's a plaid T-shirt in the Raptors, and you're like, "Yeah, that's," but it's true though, like. Majority of the time that he's been in a Lakers jersey, it's about a 60-40 split on what jersey he's actually wearing versus his goofy yeah. clothes and that. There's there's no, in my opinion, there's there's no way he's going to have his, his jersey hung up in the Raptor. He hasn't uh, done anything. If you ask me, his jersey's not even in the Raptors of the Pelicans where he spent most of his career as a multiple-time All-Star. I mean that's probably true too. Like, cause I don't know. I they don't might care do just because they might do it because of the Pelicans and there's yeah. no one else up there. Yeah. But like he he hadn't done anything. They didn't win when he was there. Like that's, that's Zion true. when Zion's on the court, they're a better team. They win basketball games, but Zion can't stay on the court. When he was on the court, they still sucked. Like it took them getting Boogie that, Cousins in him that to get true. wins. Oh, it's garage play. And so with that basketball movie. Basketball's got some good ones. I'll go. I'll go first on this one. Go for it. Um, again, I'm going to show my age. Um, this one to me is one that if I see it, I will immediately just drop everything and watch it. I love it. Uh, it's another one that I watched when I was 13, 14 years old or so, uh, and I always go back to it. It's what. What's funny is. The main character in the movie, for the longest time growing up, I thought it was Alan Iverson, but it wasn't. <laughs> I swear, I mean, he went to Georgetown and everything, so I was like, oh, it's Alan Iverson. That's who it is. Totally not. It's an actual actor that, that was playing a part. <laughs> but uh, my favorite movie, basketball movie is Above the Rim. Okay. Uh, Tupac, you know, and it's, it's just, it's, it's classic. I love it so much. Okay. I I know that movie. I haven't I haven't seen it, but I, I do know that movie. Yeah. Um, what is his name? Uh, Leon. That's his name. Leon. Yeah. He's he's one of the guys in it. Uh, um, uh, Kenan um, Williams is in it. Okay. Uh, I am. Yeah, yeah. Kenan is. Um, like it's, it's got it's got Bernie Mac is in it for a little bit. Oh, Bernie Mac, Mister Three Thousand, baseball movie that I oh, forgot. Oh yeah, to bring yeah, in. that's a good one right there. Uh, you know, it's rest in peace to Mister Bernie Mac and Tupac. 
And if she's not, <laughs> <maybe>. <laughs> There's those conspiracies. No, it's, it's one of those, man. It's, uh, it's, it's not really actually a basketball movie. It's actually more, uh, more something else, but it's also got basketball in it. It's kind of like why like, One Tree Hill is not really a basketball TV show. Uh, it's my favorite basketball TV show. Like, <laughs> I would put it on the level of... Um, oh, man. Why did I... You go ahead. You <laughs> I, I'm looking over. I mean, the the movie that comes to mind right away. Like I, I'm looking over these lists of them. Just, just white man can't jump. Great movie. Hoosiers is a very good one. Uh, Space Jam. It's funny. I, I didn't actually. Funny Forster is what I was okay. Say. I didn't even mind the new Space Jam. I think they did a good job. Yeah. It, to, it goes to the times well. It fits what kids are into now. So yeah. I thought that was yeah. what I was into as a kid. The original one lines up with better though. Um, Blue Chips, that's a good one. You got Shaq Blue in Chip, it. Classic. Yeah. Yep. Love and Basketball, a little off the basketball court, but it's a really good one. In between a, it actually does into some WNBA basketball. Um, that was one I was never like a huge fan of. Yeah, it, it was one like, I, you know. Another uh, uh, Keenan Wayans with Keenan, is it Keenan Wayans? Wayans. Wayans Brothers. Yeah. Keenan. Yeah. White Chicks. Uh, um, <laughs> The Sixth Man. Okay. I don't know if you ever seen that. I maybe. Oh, there's fine. It's where. Uh, yeah, uh, there's Sixth Man. There he is. Yeah. When he played with the ghost, yeah, with his the ghost. brother yeah. passed away. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Then Semi Pro Will Ferrell. Oh which, yeah, Semi Pro. Okay. He uh, like Mike was all right. Uh, there's a few of them. I'm trying. Uh, there's some on here that I Air Bud movies. Yeah, you can't forget about when a dog can make a jumper. Basketball, little mix. Oh yeah, yeah. basketball. Um, but I, I would say that mine's gonna have to be Coach Carter. Yeah, that was I, above the rim, and Coach Carter are right. Oh, but that hustle one that Adam Sandler just did—that's super. I mean, it, yeah, but but it's no Coach it's, Carter, it's but it's a Coach super Carter good movie. That, yeah. I think I liked it because it's a different angle of the basketball world. But no, Coach Carter and. He, how he comes in and just changes that program. Glory Road's a really good one also, uh, That which would tie into... I guess I could take Glory Road and call it my favorite college basketball movie. Well, there you go. As you we go. slide into that, we are going into Sweet 16 weekend. Yeah. And so we've got games starting tomorrow night. We had some fun stuff happen. My Facebook was down, so he got the task of oh, man. share it and realize that's how I felt on free agency <laughs> because you get start the whole weekend starts with Furman winning on a, a senior point guard forgetting that they had timeouts. The Virginia point guard gets trapped in the corner. All he has to do is this, and he just thinks he's gonna heave it. One of the greatest shots that kid will hit in his life, that Furman guard. Bucket. That was, I mean, you knew as soon as that started. I'm sitting at work going, man, and I can't post on Facebook about none of this. Mind you, for the ones who are my friends on Facebook that listen, I have my account, a new account. Go give me an ad there. Um, but uh, And there's a good chance that we may start yeah, a new page. There's a very good chance we're going to have to find a way to report the old one, start a new one. Because we're worried about the old Facebook being hacked at some point and messing up everything that we have. So we're working on that stuff too. And but I don't have access to adding. And yeah, and I can't be an admin. Room, and so. He doesn't want to do all the posting. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't have a problem with the posting part. It's 
I just, I, other than posting, I, I have no access to anything else. Which doesn't make sense because I gave you government access. But then you go into Purdue loses to the 16 seed. It's, I, I said last week, you'll never Man. see a 16. A 16 doesn't win. They rarely win. Don't be the sucker that tries it. I'm an idiot. I said it again. <laughs> FDU for the win. Um, and then Purdue, it comes down, has now lost three years in a row to a 13 seed or higher after getting knocked yes. out last year by a 15 seed. It's so crazy. Like, And they're a good program. Last year, they got knocked out of the 16, by a 16 seed in the... Sweet 16. So it's not like they're losing in the first round to awful teams. It's just, they catch that team. I mean, FDU played a very good basketball game with FAU. Yeah. The Florida Atlantic team, who's yeah. the second highest seed left as a nine seed. That was a very good basketball game. Like, I sat there Sunday watching it on my phone while I was getting ready for league night. Like, um, So, matchups we got left, though, you... UConn plays Arkansas. That's been the betting popular one because Arkansas has looked really good. So a lot of money's gone on both sides of that one. Uh, yeah, UConn is uh, favored yeah. by four. By four now. Then UCLA plays Zaga. I believe that one's like a one and a half point yeah. spread. Um, so winner of those two games will play each other for the spot at the final four. You got Bama and San Diego State versus Creighton and Princeton. Fun run for Princeton. It's over here. They're going to lose to the Blue Jays. Just this is, but also this is the biggest biggest spread, nine and a half. Yeah, I I think that that you're going to say that Creighton probably goes home, parties, and says they blew their wad. That's what they're going to say. <laughs> I, I like Creighton. I said last week that I like Creighton. I think Creighton could get by Bama, but Bama is a very good team, so I think that'll be a very good game in the. The winner of that Bama, if if Bama gets by San Diego State, which I don't doubt will happen. You know what I'm proud of? Three of my my final four teams are still in. Are they? Yeah. Nice. I think I I want to say I have two of my four final four. I have a UT Gonzaga. I'm better than Bama. picking sorry Kansas. They always freaking <laughs> Kansas. I swear, Kansas is, gets beat by Arkansas, but Arkansas look good. So I have UT left in it too. And which we you picked them to win it, right? Yeah. Did you pick them because you love UT or did yes. you, because you thought? Okay. See, I actually picked them because <laughs> I thought that they could win it. I'm, I I'm, think, I'm not even gonna lie. I picked them because I'm a Longhorn fan. I think that their path to the Final Four is the. This is gonna sound crazy considering that there's a 15 seed still in one of the brackets. I think Texas has the easiest path to the Final Four because I have no faith in Houston. I don't think Houston looked great in the Sweet 16. They ended up putting or in the round of 32 game. They ended up putting some space away and getting the win. But I think Texas beats Xavier, who's playing with two injured starters and has picked up to get their wins where they're at on the lesser comp they had to play. And I think Texas gets through Houston. I, I, I see a very easy path for the Texas Longhorns into the Final Four. Now, they've never won a national title in college basketball, so yeah, it would be funny if they'd get one of those in football before the next football one. Considering that's all the, the next yeah, game. because of all the love that Texas football gets every oh, year, they're oh. like Texas is ranked every year, even if they're not going to be good or not. They're preseason you know, ranked always, teams. always. And then think... they turn around and they win one in basketball. Which <laughs> is um, with a coach that uh, didn't even start the year as the coach. Yeah, with a that's the story there, and which the fun part. And then you run into Tennessee, FAU. I think Tennessee puts them away. I think FAU's had a good run. 
they have a good record if you look at it, but it's mm-hmm. like we've said in the past, some of these teams have great records from bad teams. They, they don't play a lot of good teams. And even getting here, they're a nine seed. They beat an eight seed and they beat a 16 seed. They haven't, they didn't have to play, you know, the one seed to prove they were a good team that upset anyone. They just were like, we beat a team that caught fire. And they, and they played a close game. So that either says that FDU is really good or FAU is actually closer to FDU and FDU is a fluke in the first place. Right. Over yeah. beating Purdue. So I think Tennessee will take that. Then you run into K-State, Michigan State. I never count Tom Izzo out. And funny enough, this is the only game where the away team is favored or the underdog is favored. In K-State. Yeah. yeah and no, that's, no, Michigan State. Or in Michigan State, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. and that's and largely because of Tom Izzo, the Tom Izzo effect. A lot of people think the reason Kansas loses to Arkansas is because Bill Self wasn't on the sideline. If you don't know that, okay. Bill Self's dealing with health issues. Bill Self is an all-time great coach in college basketball. He's not on your sideline. College sports gets changed by the coach more than any sport, I think, at, at like than any level. The, the level of what they're learning because college athletes are still that transition, whether they're one, 20, 21, 22. I get it. They're not kids anymore. They're grown-ups. But I was 21, 22, 20, 19, and I wasn't a grown-up until I was like 27. <laughs> like, and I'd already had two kids by then. So... You kind of have to figure it out, and I, I think that missing that important voice really does cause an issue in those situations. So it'll be it'll be fun. The games will be good. We got to see a lot of fun action there. Um, technically, I get to say I have a favorite college basketball movie by calling it out as Glory Road because the Texas Wesleyan Miners, I believe it was, go on to win the 1964 National Championship as the first all-black starting lineup. Yeah, I just watched that movie a few months ago, actually. That's all I remember, all the details. Um, then, because we said we'd start touching on other sports, uh, I know that Formula One starts sooner started. Um, and I know that from my new job that they have a pretty big event coming up in Vegas. How did you get that job? SNK Consultants and the help that Stephen Farmer put in as getting me ready for interview prep resume assignments and all the fun stuff that went along to help me get there which I need to add him on Facebook now thanks for the reminder <laughs> <laughs> and so that'll be a, that'll be a fun one I know that that's coming up I'm going to try to find the date because I told people we would I know that uh, in the world of NASCAR William Byron was off to a great start I think he won two of the first four races and then his Chevy teammates won the other two and so like the first four races all went Chevy um, pulling up some Formula One action here. Like, I know what I'm looking at. Uh, I'm going to tell you the truth. I have no clue. Formula One. All right. Will Lewis Hamilton ever win another Formula One race? I'm going to tell you, I thought he was supposed to be one of the studs. So I just assumed <laughs> he won a lot. Apparently, Lewis Hamilton is the Dale Earnhardt Jr. of Formula One. That might get me hate, but. That headline says there's questions there, and so be interesting. Uh, okay. So uh, apparently, uh, Mercedes is changing uh, the way that they're going to be doing things to improve their uh, position ahead of the Australian Grand Prix. Okay. So that's going to be uh, that'll that'll be something. 
All right. I don't yeah. know what, but it'll I, be something. I don't know what it's going to do, uh, but it's going to do something. We're, we're just trying to make sure that we looked up and learned all the new sports. <laughs> <laughs> then we, let's see. Oh, Joey Logano won the last race. Uh, he also won the pole for the qualifying races, which is impressive. Did, did, he win, did he lead every lap? I highly doubt it. No. If you don't know what winning the pole is, you win the pole if you qualify with the fastest time, which is how they seed who starts in what place. So, we, we don't touch on a lot of NASCAR, but we are making sure we touch on, you know, anything that's coming. Um, with that said, hockey. Whoa, 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 we gotta talk about the movie? Oh yeah, we do have a NASCAR yeah. movie. And I have one. Two, yeah. I didn't think of two, but I have one. Alright, yeah, and so... Technically, is a racing movie, so. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm bending the rules. I don't actually have a NASCAR yeah, it movie. It doesn't have to be NASCAR or he, Formula he One. You just said sports, and I'm taking. I live my life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> and give me the original Fast and the Furious movies. I love all of them, but that the first two, one really when we were racing, ah. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's funny. Because you said that, it made me actually think of some uh, another movie that I actually really liked a lot. That um, it has to do with racing, not sport racing. But it has to do with racing, uh, kind of kind of in the same in the same tone that Fast and Furious, um, Biker Boys. I, I, can, I just watched that movie and I couldn't like, I really love Biker Boys. It was a good movie. It, I mean, it, it was a good racing movie. It dealt with you know. The a circuit of that street racing market. So no, yeah, that, that whole that whole. If, if you're gonna strictly make me go NASCAR, I will say Talladega Nights is absolutely hilarious. And I will go Days of Thunder. But we're gonna bend the rules on racing movies and pick outside the box, and then we'll wrap up with a little bit of a hockey recap. The Stars are still third in the Western Conference. They, I think they lost their last game, but they're looking good. Playoffs are. Not too far. I think only one team is clinched, and we've discovered that the Boston Bruins are going to win the Stanley Cup. Um, nobody else in hockey is even close to them, uh, from what I've learned by reading the numbers, which don't tell the whole story, but the Boston Bruins have a goal differential of minus, or plus, excuse me, 113. Do you know who the second best is? I mean, I know you don't know who the second best is by team, but do you know what number, just shooting out a number, considering their number, is the second highest plus goal differential in the league? It would be plus 54 from the New Jersey Devils. That's almost 60, it's literally 60 goals over the second best plus minus in the league in goal differential. So I don't know much about hockey. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say Vegas has the Boston Bruins winning the Stanley Cup. <laughs> um, they're the only team in the league that's clinched. Actually, more teams have been eliminated from the postseason in hockey than have clinched. Like, four teams are already, like, out of the running. And the one team that's not is the Boston Bruins. So, for your hockey people, as far as a hockey movie goes, I'm going to go with... Mirror or no, I'm going with Mighty Ducks. I was gonna go with Miracle because it, you know, that. But I'm going Miracle. I'm going. (laughs) Make your mind up. I'm going Mighty Ducks, but I'm gonna take the second Mighty Ducks when they represent their country because then I kind of tie it in still. Okay, okay, I I get that. So, um, yeah, 
Muddy Ducks is it's the classic. It's it's what made the Sandlot of hockey. Yeah, it, it's what made all of especially people our age mm-hmm. like want to go get rollerblades and play street hockey. Yeah, because we live in Texas. We don't no. guys. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we can't we can't get do that and go outside like we did that. No. We just be stepping. Like there, there's nothing to slide on here. But yeah, I mean. Monty Ducks was something that just changed everything for us. Emilio Estevez being a, a, a hockey coach, like that was out of nowhere, yeah. you know. And, and then it ended up having and several it, stars in it. I mean, well, that and it, and it has ties because of the time frame when it happened. There's ties to your Dallas Stars because during the first movie, I believe, oh, there's yeah, still a, yeah, the Minnesota, Minnesota North, North Stars. stars. Yeah. And then they get moved. So in the second movie, when they represent their country, they meet Mike Madonna, who's yeah. now the Dallas Stars. And so there are some pretty cool, like, whether you realize it or not, tie-ins for the Dallas folks, the Texas people, um, and all that fun stuff. And then, of course, you know, uh, by um, the movie, was by, uh, by, or, hold on. Let me <laughs> let me rewind that. The the team is actually owned by Disney, which is why the Mighty Ducks, whenever they had those jerseys, that's why they ended up wearing them like the actual hockey team. That's why yeah. they ended up wearing those because they were they were actually owned by Disney. I don't know if they're huh. still owned by them, but at the time they were owned by Disney, and that's why I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. Which that is one of the cooler parts when they come rolling out in the Ducks oh, yeah. jersey and the yeah. Ducks fly together. The third one's actually not that bad. Like when they go to call or the prep school thing, that one's really not that bad. It was a oh yeah yeah it was okay. It wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. Yeah. You could have stopped the two. The TV series was and then, and then you had to do the TV interesting series. until you kicked Coach Bombay off, and then it was kind of like. <laughs> I but hey, that. you know what, Josh Dumel? I love Josh Dumel. I didn't even watch the second. Season. So well, it has Josh Dumel. Yeah, I know he replaced him. Yeah, but I don't know like. Like, I hate watching shows where they build up a love interest and then they rip one of the love interests out. Like, that's what turned me off of Transformers. Is like, Megan Fox had to say I love you to Shia LaBeouf and then they yanked Megan Fox out because obviously off the movie issues happen. Well, maybe you throw a new girl in like, we're just going to carry on the chemistry. It's like, I spent half this movie rooting on their love story. I don't want to wait for that. So... All right, well, before we roll into soapboxes and all that fun stuff, we're going to go out, I guess, and say uh, like, follow, subscribe, and keep an eye yeah. out for a new Facebook page. It will be harder to build this one up, so we are going to count on y'all to help add your friends because I don't have my 3,000 following on Facebook anymore. So it's oh. going to be building up a new page is going to take some effort. It's going to take some yeah. legwork. So, hey, if you, if you do take the time to watch us, look us up on the page, it'll be we'll probably build it as a group this time instead of a business page. Now, I mean, that might be the easier way to go about it because then you should be able to give dual admin access. Yeah, oh, yeah, you would. So then yeah. we'll probably make a group out of it where people can come and go. Um, it'll probably be the same name, Buck and Mike Experience. So with that said, I guess we'll say bam out.